Close your eyes, leave all your troubles behind. Yes, it's fine. Come kick it with me in my imagination. In my imagination. Well, sometimes. My Welcome to Eat, Sleep, Run, Repeat, episode 39. Uh, just myself, Wooly, and Nathan at the moment. Um, a couple of the boys Hello. might be jumping in. How's it going, mate? No, pretty good. Good day yesterday at the Red Run. Yeah, it was a busy day and uh, lots of uh, – the weather was pretty good, hey? So um, it was a nice uh, cool morning. And I think we had about 65, 70 people there. So raised uh, over – about nearly seven half thousand dollars for Trek to Health. So uh, well done to everyone. And uh, yeah, it was uh, the uh, boys from uh, Queensland Foot Centres. Uh, a couple of podiatrists went flying off, and um, yeah, Will from Foot Centres uh, took out the win. And Daniel O'Hara was not far behind him. I think it was about thirty oh, seconds behind yeah. him. So um, yeah, and then it was another one of them in third place, wasn't it? From that, yeah, another uh, yeah. Yeah, so um, yeah, had uh, good, and the um, the women went charging out, and uh, yeah, bit of a regular uh, Heidi wins a, a few of the races around, and um, yeah, she uh, she won by literally twenty twenty one seconds to Annabella, so that was pretty. They were all pretty close, like the men's and the women's. Like the men's, there was like, uh, like two minutes between the top two, top three, and the women's there was like a minute and a half between the top three. So I suppose going up those hills at the start, um, was uh, you could see them off in the distance. So you could, yeah, I suppose, um, pretty sort of straight course, really up, back down, and then back in across. It's easy to keep your eyes on people you didn't lose them so um, yeah it's a shame we had to change the course because there would have been uh, less hills but um it would, wouldn't have been such a big hit that big hill at the start you know that would have um i think that sort of that hurt a lot of people actually batil we're looking at her um she had to sort of stop and take a breath because she thought her heart was going to pump out her chest her, her max her heart rate went up to 206 beats a minute <laughs> so she was already recovering. she was working hard and her and her average i think was 182 but then i looked at daniel o'hara's and he was his average was like 100 and it's like 70 something his that's some hills those real steep hills that just jacks your heart rate through he the roof 187 his max heart rate i think so um everyone was redlining you know it was um it was, it was a lot more competitive than than last year um, there was a lot more walkers and, and joggers last year. And, um, yeah, I think sort of we um, advertised to uh, a slightly different crew there as well. I think we... Um, There's a few, a few like, more. yeah, good runners and that there, weren't there? Yeah. But funny, though, that Will only runs about 25, 30K a week, and he, but cycles about 200K a week. So that cycling fitness transferred across really well. So And you can kind of get away with it sort of under 10K, yeah. can't you? Yeah, it's get around it to twenty odd k. Twenty k. That's the endurance. Yeah, yeah. But like, like the um, 
if you just keep an eye on our social media, I'll post a YouTube video of, of the day, but listening to the speeches before the actual race started, like the, um, the boss man there said, for every thousand dollars they raise, that's an, that's another serviceman they can put through their course, isn't it? Yeah. So and it's it, a good, it, really good thing. And the um, that's David Eschler. He's um, a president of Trek to Health, and he's also the uh, president of um, the Gap local RSL. To oh, is he? Sure. Where the race is? Yeah, yep. yeah. Nineteen years of service and four tours of Afghanistan. So he's seen some. Soon the yeah. shit go down. Yeah. You know? Um yeah, but there's a the, the the way that Trek to Health works with that the mental health side of things, it's like the the five pillars to mental health that they have that, that goes through the program. So yeah, every thousand bucks raised um, can uh, put someone else through, so it's great. Mm. Good work. That's good. It was just a um good day, good atmosphere. Nice atmosphere, especially in the at the house there out the back, and you know, yeah. you got the Barbie and the um and the free coffees and that. So, um, yeah, thanks everyone for coming down. It was great. And it was good also for a low key event. I mean, thanks probably to you for this, but like the first, second and third male and female all got like a presentation with a certificate and, um, some, some like, uh, like sponsored giveaway stuff and that you're like, it was bloody good next year. If you're listening, you should get down there and, um, have a crack. We're just talking about what we're going to do for next year. Are we going to take it into the city um, and change the around so we make it uh, um, maybe you know uh, less fundraising? So um, you know, people might sometimes people don't always feel like asking people for money, especially yeah. it's Christmas. So if we make it thirty dollars, um, people might just chip it in themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Raise, you raise, um, Easier, it's less hassle, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and, you don't, and then you're not stressing about it. Um, but yeah, we we were thinking about like the the course, and would we, would ch- you know, like that we might do a road race to make it t- a five and a ten, um, you know. But then there's extra costs involved, council permits, and that if you want to run along footpaths oh, yeah. in the city and stuff. So uh, it's great there because the house is right by the reservoir, and you've got great course running around around the reservoir. But not everyone wants to come and run a trail race and. Uh, and that's so uh, people want to like run the road or, or a park or something. So we've done it at Kedge and Wavell before out there. So there's again, there's another, there's a few opportunities, a few places where we could, uh, we could run it. Yeah, cool. Yeah. What about training, mate? You done any, been doing much? Yeah, mate. I picked it back up this week and um, I hit into um, what with the, all the other distractions and, and so forth. Um, I hit 50k this week, oh, so um, yeah, it's, um, I finished it off last night with a 12k, um, a 12k trail run. Uh, took the headlamp out in the dark, a couple of laps at the lake. Um, park run was good because I ended up doing about 12k, uh, you know, 5k warm up, 5k park run, and a couple of k to f- warm down with your dad um, and you afterwards and then uh, during the week i did a uh, 10k i've really found that i keep my heart rate in the 140s average and uh going at a faster pace now so i'm sitting on about five if you look at those two runs i've got the first november that was 12k averaging 529 a k 
then the 10k was 534k and then uh when was the 31st was that sunday or was that monday i just did a oh that was monday yeah i just did a, i just went out and did a quick 5k um uh, only at five five forty six. but um i reckon it's down to the altitude training obviously look your fitness goes up i reckon i'll, I'll put some of it down to the um to the altitude uh machine for sure yeah. so yep feeling pretty comfortable kicking along at a better pace well mate i'm not far behind you i mean we didn't speak about it last week because we interviewed um cameraman yeah. but um i did 38k last week um, or oh, the week before sorry this last week just gone i did 40k oh, wicked. and i know i've just noticed because i've been trying to keep my heart rate under 140 so i've yeah. been running really slow but i just noticed that my pace has increased and the heart rate is still under 140 so yeah, i must okay. be getting a little bit of fitness back again and um yeah your, your fitness has come back then yeah yeah but on saturday at parkrun that was my hundredth parkrun so oh, i stoked it? stoked to finally get that did one they, done did they call it out or not i don't know i wasn't there when they um when they were doing all that stuff but i haven't been there for a few weeks because i've yeah been they've been waiting for you probably so i've been waiting on that 99 for oh, over a month now so I was just stoked to get that hundred one done, and um, yeah. So at least I can run again. That's the main thing. I, I, just, um, you know, it might actually be a blessing in disguise. I know it's a horrible thing to say, but you're actually doing like you're running now, but you're just because you don't want to injure yourself. You, you shorten your stride a little bit. I think you were saying, and you're just running at a slower pace. Yeah, and yeah, actually, it'd be interesting to see, like use it as a case study, how your um, how your heart rate changes. You yeah, what, you might, you might what be, I said you might to um, back. I said to Spartan on Saturday. I said, like I'm just jogging really slowly, and just getting it done, sort of thing, with no sort of aim or goal or anything. And I said, I, yeah. you definitely won't get unfit just jogging every day, and yeah. it just yeah feels. Um, People think, oh, okay, it, uh, it'll stop me losing fitness but you actually i reckon if you get enough k's in you actually might you would increase your fitness yeah yeah it's all aerobic work we isn't should, it we should give a shout out as well like uh, uh, it was good yesterday at uh, the trek to health a uh, red run remembrance day um that um spartan had a, a good crack of a race and uh daniel as well so that that's really put them good little bit of practice for um i'm a bit envious actually of all the the meters of elevation they did yesterday because it's good training for uh, this Sunday. We've got the Mount Glorious Tracks race on. So, um, yeah, Steve was, um, <clears throat> Steve went out. I was watching the uh, checking the drone footage last night. He was in second place for a, as far as I could sort of see. Was he? But he did say before, um, the race that he had like a bit of, um, some gut issues over the night, like a bit of gastro or food poisoning or something. And um, I wonder whether that affected him sort of from about halfway. Mm. Yeah, he was. You know what? That's funny because Saturday I had bad guts as well. Mm. I wonder if uh, there might be something, you know, we'd be running together. We could have, there could be something going around, pick something up. Yeah, I, I, I had bad guts Saturday. That gastro is always floating around, especially when you've got kids around. Kids. Yeah. And um, hey, shout out for Fraser's boy, Samuel. I mean, hey, a cracker. He came like seventh. And he ran all the way. He ran all those hills. He didn't walk any of them. He didn't stop. Um, hey, it was funny. The Will who oh, came he's in flying, first. Wasn't he? Will who came in first didn't even stop to get any water at the halfway mark. He just kept going. <laughs> he was redlining all the way. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, Sammy was, um, he just, he's a cracker, isn't he? Jeez, a bit of talent there. He only weighs 28 kilos, but. Um, what was his um, splits, do you know? No, nah, because he didn't have a, a Garmin on. Well, I think I got him, I clocked him at 40. He was, Sparling was 46, uh, 45, 19. He must have been about 46 and a half minutes. So he probably would have beat me, actually. <laughs> Trying to figure out the splits there on the uh, thing. Hang on. So what was it? 8.5K. Yeah. yeah so just, that hill. Just over five minute case, like 510 or something. Pace. Yeah, but that hill at the start slows you down and you can speed up a bit. Yeah. But that's flying for a little kid. What's he, 10? Nine, nine, 10 years? Nine, nine years old. Shit. Nine and a half. Nuts, eh? Good, does it? Yeah. I'm just um, Googling. The Chicago Marathon results. Oh, no, it was New York, mate. Oh, New York. Yeah. What? I watched it. Have you seen it? I'll send you the YouTube link. There's a really good YouTube link for, um, um, like, a recap. There's that the uh, that uh, Brazilian guy went flying off, didn't he? Yeah, he yeah. Did. yeah. And he got, like, he, he did the first, K, first half in under an hour and two minutes. And then all of a sudden... I don't know, can't remember what K it was. He just, he had to quickly stop more suddenly. His leg just, his left leg just must have cramped. It was, was at 30, like 32K or something. He just hit the ground, he just, didn't he? Yeah. And the, he, Yeah, he got passed real quickly. Like, they didn't they take didn't long to catch him. They didn't even know he hit the ground. He, he was on the ground and the medics didn't even. And then the car stopped. That was the the car behind him. And then the, the um, was it uh, Chebet? Chebet, who won? Nearly ran into the car. Yeah. Evans Chebbett, yeah, two hundred eight forty one. That's good time for that course. Yeah, it's hilly well. as. Yeah. Second place was Shura Kitata in yep. two hundred eight fifty four. Third place was Abdi Nagai in two ten thirty one. Yep. Um, and then the women's. Yeah, is the it women's. Sharon? Sharon, the winner. Lakedi in yep. two twenty three twenty three. It's good. Second. Lona Selpeta in 2.23.30, seven seconds behind her. And then nine seconds behind her was um, uh, Gotti Tum uh, Gebrselesi in 2.23.39. So um, they were all really close, weren't they? And the Aussie Jess, Jess Stenson run 2.27. I'm not sure where that put her in the actual. Yeah, yeah. So Overall results, but she's doing... Yeah, you know, she won the Commonwealth Games, so she's just on fire. Yeah, it was a warm day, wasn't it? It was like 20 degrees, which is warm for New York uh, this time of year. So, yeah, I've got the uh, Foxtel set up to record it, so I'll uh, have a good watch yeah. in a minute. Was that seven, seven o'clock our time? 7 p.m. Yeah. Australia, uh, Brisbane time. Yeah. So, you know, it's good to, It's good that you can get that stuff on there, but I wish they'd advertise it more. Like, I only found out because it was shared in a running group private message. Yeah. I, got, I, I just did a, I did a YouTube search, uh, NYC Marathon 2022, and that one came up. It was just like, it was a recap. It was about like a 15 minute, 20 minute recap, which was good because it's on. It would have been on the middle of the night for us, and they give quite a long time for people to finish, don't they? I don't know what time they set off, but they reckon that people have been finishing almost in the dark. Oh yeah, especially with all the wave up. starts. How good was um cameraman last week? Oh, it was such a good interview with him. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like, he, he's messaged us that he, he can't come on again. Um, he really so. got my brain, like, ticking after speaking to him. I was really thinking about it, and I was thinking, man, like, 
wonder how I'd go doing one of them backyard ultras. And I've been thinking about it heaps since we spoke to him. And every time I've run, like we were just talking about this before we started recording, but like every time I've run, say 7K, I've been kind of thinking in my mind, right, so you'd have, you know, 20 minutes now and then you'd have to go again. And I've been just kind of watching my watch and you think, man, that 20 minutes goes real quick. And that's going at a decent pace too. Like you probably, that's probably not a realistic pace that you'd be running at because it's too quick. Well, 6.7, let's say seven, let's just round it seven. Yeah. If you did it in seven minutes, well, six and a half minutes, okay. Even, uh, even six minutes, okay. It's six, seven is a 42 minutes. It gives you 18 minutes. But the, the thing is that they blow the whistle with two minutes to go. Then they blow the whistle with a minute to go. And if you're not there when that whistle goes, I think, or do they, they, you have, they, you, you have to got to get there before that one minute. Yeah, you've got to get into the corral in that time. And yeah. if you're not so there, you could just be like yeah. shaking in the toilet and going, oh, no, no. jump. Um, you know, they just jump yeah. the barrier quick. Yeah, I was here. I was here. But, mate, there's that Clint Eastwood last man standing in, in August down at Oxley, and it's flat as a pancake. Um, and that's the one that's uh, the cameraman on in that documentary they did. Really. Is that Dead Cow Gully? No, that's the one. There's the one that the Clint Eastwood last man standing. You know, there's a good doco about it with him. Oh, yeah, yeah. With yeah. his wife and yep. that. Yeah. Um, and that got one in something quite. That was only like oh, that mate, was that's, 42 hours, something. That's the documentary that I watched. Um, Andrew Southall, shout out Andrew Southall from uh, North Lakes Park Run. I, I stumbled upon his YouTube vlog of his. Um, I think it was his 2022, but he's done two. He's done the 2021 and the 2022 video. Oh, I haven't and, seen the uh, 2022 because I was going to do that, but I was in France. Yeah, so that's that's what it was, the Clint Eastwood. Entry. Someone wasn't doing it, and I had the entry off it by, off of um, one of the guys up at uh, – one of the guys helps with the park run. And, but I was like, oh, I'm in France that weekend. It starts yeah. Friday night, doesn't it? I think I don't know if they started Friday night or they start Friday morning now, but they start it on the Friday. Um, and yeah. then you sort of, so you go through the night to start, but the thing is you've got to have some sort of something there to be able to back up that charge up your batteries. It's interesting. eh? Because you, you would have to have like strategies in place to, if you need to go to the loo, you're going to have to run a quicker lap to get in, to get to the toilet and get out in time. You need yeah. to sleep you know, like a micro nap or whatever they call it. Food. You're going to have to get in a bit quicker and then, you know, you're going to have to have a slower lap, the next lap. And man, it's a, I've really been thinking about it heaps. It's like a completely different, um, it's like a different sport altogether. It's a bit like doing, the, I suppose I'm used to doing them because I'm used to doing those like lap races with the mountain bike in six hours, eight hours and 24 hours. So you have sort of stuff in place, but you definitely need a, someone to crew you and it's a big ask because um if it's somewhere closer like oxley then people could come and go right i'm going to do saturday from 6 a.m and then i'll come and get your breakfast ready for you and you know that and then someone else might be there at lunchtime cook a bit of pasta up for you or even if you've got stuff pre-cooked and they've got some that will hop they can you yeah know, your camping stuff they can heat it up for you if you want some hot food but like cameraman said prepare for longer yeah, you, yeah. You, you could be there days. Minute. You yeah. could be there a lot longer than fishy. He went, you know, over three days. The last is like at the world's seventy-five hours. Fuck, like, and then he said, "Oh yeah, I'm definitely going to get into the hundreds. 
Jeez. Like, oh man, that's just crazy. So now when you think that, you go, oh, well, well, there's no point in me running against cameraman because we're never going to beat him. Yeah. yeah, but it would just like even sort of taking on board everything he said, you're sort of thinking it's not, it's just you versus you, you know, like and if anyone that, else is left. You know. Yeah, that Andrew Southall's video, he was like, I want to beat in 2021. I don't know how many laps he did, but he did 90 odd K or something. And then in 2022, he did, a, I think, 110 K. So I'm not sure how many laps that is, but it's just that beating your own personal bests like yeah because you could tell appealing. yourself to go what am i doing it for i'm not going to win anything or that i might as well just pull out now it's going no nah, hold on that's why sometimes having a set distance is good because you know there is a finish line yeah yeah i'm going to do that i'm seriously thinking about doing the um dust till dawn 100 yeah yeah and i know it starts at like 5 p.m and you just keep running each lap 1k but that's that's hard because you're like but you're not it's not like you go oh i've got a quickly i've got to stop and you can go if you need to take 20 minutes you can take 20 minutes if yeah, you go, yeah. Oh, okay now i want to you know like when i did the BT, btu if i want to if i want to you know only spend two minutes i'll spend two minutes you take whatever you want and yeah, that that dust till dawn's running around a one k loop, yeah, and it's like yeah. a, it's got facilities and toilets and all that, so like you know where you're at. I like the sound of that too, and it's lit as well. So you don't have to worry about like God head, head torch running out of battery and charging all that up. Um, and yeah, it's on. The, I think it's around the it's the the showground, so it's probably on a bit of a dirty road, kind of you know gravelly road, which should be you just run it in your normal road shoes. Just take a couple of pairs of shoes. I reckon you need a few just to, yeah, just in case, you know, when it gets wet or it rains or, you know, don't know what the weather does, but they do a 25 and a 50 there as well. Hey, I think dirt cheap, I might mate. do it's the like, 50. That's what I'm thinking of doing the 50. Do you know, it's only, it's like 30 or 40 bucks to enter. And he's just put it up. I think he put it up yeah. to 40 bucks because he wants to make sure everyone can get a medal. I mean, but the price of medals these days. Um, well, those medals you had for the red run were awesome. Yeah, they were good. They're um, we won't um, won't say where they're made, but uh, yeah, they're they're um, they're well, they're made they're, where everything's made. <laughs> but um, the they they're all great. You know, you customize them. You know, if you send them a design, they'll send you. They're great. They're yeah, it's good. It's like the pizza run. Have you seen the pizza run? Yeah, I've they, seen they, that. They, Looks they, good they, too. The yeah, they're pretty funny. But um, yeah, I know like the metal place up the road here. So you give us a design, we can get them specifically made for you, but you have to do a minimum of like a hundred but um other places i don't think it's quite like that you can just order different ribbons if you've got a universal medal that you don't have a date on then you can just get a ribbon made to go for that year yeah okay and yeah there's, um, a better option so but um yeah it's, it's worth having a look at i just got to think oh february do i want to run through the night who's going to come with me <laughs> uh, who wants to sit and have a sleep well i was thinking i'd just prepare for it like it was a marathon and just dial the pace back a little bit and do the 50 yeah. and then and you just can see if we just grind it out and just keep going and going and going like you know and then you can crew for me afterwards for my ne my, my next 50 yeah it might be in a wheelchair but i'll try yeah <laughs> i reckon you'd have a good chance of that mate though yeah, like, oh, like just another different experience, eh? Like, 
But when 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 cameraman did that, he hadn't he only just started running 2018, and he was running. What did I say? It was under six minutes. He did he did under six minutes a k. Yeah, he was going. He was you get the moving. nine was eighteen minutes for a hundred k's. That's under six minutes a k. Yeah, he's moving at a good pace. No right. nutrition. No idea. No he did it like, David Goggins coach, style, no, didn't he? he no did David people Goggins with style. him. Just <laughs> legend. And that's his first ever running race he entered. Like hundred k. Nutter, absolute nutter. Nuts. Yeah, he's, he's a nutter. It's that fighter in him, ain't it? Yeah, yeah. Just um, and there was a few other races on as well. I mean, we don't have all the results, but um, there was a in America, oh, there was trail races on, on as well. Wasn't trail there? races on in, yeah. in Queensland, southeast Queensland trail race on uh, Namimba, was it somewhere? Um, yeah, because Arby comes rock. second in one of them. I didn't know where it was, but oh, then we had the Into Adventure one up that got postponed. That was rescheduled till Sunday up at Uematic uh, Dam in Landsborough. So well done to everyone that was running. It's sort of the last sort of probably cool weekend before it's. Um, we've been lucky with a bit of cooler weather. Um, oh, mate, point. we must give um, a shout out to uh, Aiden Hobbs. He's yes, a Bris- he just, Brisbane he just guy. Competed at the um, the Marina. World Mountain Running Championships, I think it was in Chiang Mai. Yeah, it's funny because I've been to Chiang Mai and I know where they were, where they where they finished start and finish there at that big. I've been actually past that when we went mountain biking. We went, they shipped us past that place. It's a big like um, sports place there, but uh, oh, that would have been hilly because they're quite a bit of elevation as well. So um, at Chiang Mai is probably about a thousand meters above sea level anyway, I think. And then you got to run up. Yeah. I mean, we went mountain biking up 15, 1600 meters above sea level um, with Jay, who who um, is one of the North Face sponsored runners who's at UTMB. Well, mate, he came 52nd. Awesome. It was called the World Mountain and Trail Running Champs in Chiang Mai, Thailand. 37k with two and a half thousand meters of elevation. Yep. Um, he, I think he had a stack and you know, but got through it all. Yep. So, legend. And it just goes to show you know, he's one of the best like runners in Brisbane and he was 52nd. So, yeah, pretty impressive. Yeah, the um, high, high it's level a great fields. city. Look, if you ever go traveling, you go because it's right up in the corner with Laos and Burma and um. It's a absolutely beautiful city. They've got like a city wall to it. Um, and it was founded in like 1296 um, AD. So it's a great, absolutely great city. And now on Sundays, they have this thing called a walk-in market. And it's literally about a kilometre long. But you walk down one side, so you've got two aisles. You've got like a, people both side of you, like market stalls. And then you turn around and walk all the way back up the other side and you've got another two because they back to back in the middle it is just and there's some real talented artists and stuff there it is a great if you ever go to chiang mai and you feel really safe in chiang mai city i've got to got to say is when i was on my own yes yeah, so it's an awesome place lots to do lots of like you can go cycling mountain biking plenty of good uh, trail running and that and I, I might have this wrong but i think it was isn't it the burmese border where thai boxing um yeah origi- that's originated from with the with the with the like the rope wraps the old on. school like when they yeah. learned it in the army to like defend themselves like they're trying to disguise it as dancing and shit. Mm. 
I think. Nah, I might get that confused with um, Capoeira. No, I don't know. No, they were teaching them. Yeah, I think they were teaching the army Thai boxing. It, that was they were using it for war. Traditional Thai boxing when you yeah, actually do it is yeah. more like a kung fu type of the actual. But then when it's in terp, when you actually use it in the art of Thai boxing, it it's effective. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the name. Actually, there is a name for that. Um, What's that film that was made with uh, that and they used that tradition, more of the traditional? Yeah, um, he's, oh, man. Yes, Ong Ong Back, that movie, isn't it? Yeah, that's a great movie. Yeah, the first one's a lot better than the second one, was, but the first one was really good. That is that more that traditional, you know, you step up on people and drop that elbow. Yeah. The monkey climbing the tree and all that stuff. Yeah. They run up your legs and down with the elbow and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thailand's nuts, eh? Like it's a beautiful, um, beautiful country. It's um, got some like the jungle on that is. I've never actually been out to Chiang Mai and that, but the jungle on that's oh, beautiful, isn't it? But like, I went know. mountain biking through it, mate. It's great. And we went through, we went up in this, we went down this uh, these mountains and through where they have the lychee farms. But um, because it was like the off season, it was all quiet, and they all go and live back down in the city. And then they go and move, go back up to the farms when they're picking them and, and all that. But we went out road cycling up through these hills. Oh mate, it was that was tough. But it was a hot day, and the altitude. And we stopped in like this little village, and literally everyone does live in huts, and the shops are like huts, mate. It's just in like the ele- there's electricity, but there's like a little fridge and a little TV plan. And, and you know, I was sitting there on this bike, and I had this old Trek bike that the owner of the mountain biking place was an American guy, and um, Jay went and he said, "Oh look, we go road because we went mountain biking. He said, we go for a road ride as well." I said, "Oh yeah, great." And he brought some of these Americans along that that live out in Chiang Mai work like online. So they came out for a ride with us. Um, they were part, I think of the, um, Red Bull adventure racing team. Um, and I've got this trick old, uh, trick road bike that they, we managed to sort out, put some pedals, on, decent pedals on it. We went up to this village and sat down and like, all these little kids were running around and sitting there just looking at, and, and I said, go, oh, we're great. Getting a bit of attention. He said, you may be one of the first white people I've ever seen out here. Oh, wow. Don't, don't get many out here because these people never leave the village because they've got no, unless they want to, they're not going to cycle all the way down into Chiang Mai. So they, yeah. just stay out, they just stay up here and they, they harvest and live and they've got a little shop and it's for locals, you know, he said. So, yeah, yeah they, they, um, they very rarely, if ever, see a white person. So he said, yeah, it's, it's, it'll, be, it'll be a bit of a um, centre of attention for a while, he said. Till we leave, but it's good though because you know oh, I'll buy and just buy some buy some extra food and stuff just to give it to them, yeah. And the money, and that. you know how you just said, oh, you know they were in the Red Bull cycling team or whatever it was. Yeah, I, I find that Thailand is like that. You meet just like the coolest people and just like the I think it was the second time I oh no it's the first time I went there. Second time it was. Sorry, I met these Irish guys. Um, they were training at the gym that I was training at yeah. and they were um, filming a documentary. So I was in the documentary. I, I, I did. I just did is it on little, YouTube or anything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's I on think, YouTube. I think it's called right. fight for your life or fight for life or something. But what they did was they, they held this big tournament in uh, Ireland and the winners of the tournament, the prize was to go to Thailand and train for three months or something. 
So when I met them, they were all living in Thailand and there was probably like three or four of them that were like dead serious. You know, they were ripped to shreds, super fit. And then there was a couple of them that were um, the guys that were like running the whole thing who weren't that serious. They were just, they would like still training twice a day, but they were out out on the piss every night. And they were just such a great group of lads. I still talk to them now on um, Facebook and that. But uh, yeah, like you meet all the ties and then, you know, you, all of a sudden you come and you see, uh, you go to a local tie boxing show and one of them's over here fighting and yeah. you just know it means so much to them to earn a bit of money, you know, get some good money. and Watching all those little kids, mate, train. And I was watching those kids and they were like, they were, they were really getting worked, yeah. training hard. They were like almost crying. They were like, in, they were training so hard twice a day, three hours a day. Three hours morning, three hours evening. But I bumped into some UFC fighters out there. I trained with, because um, a few of them lived out there. There was that English guy that lived, oh, I can't remember his name now. He was um, he was pretty, he was a heavyweight, pretty good. And I was chatting to him. James, someone, I know I know the guy, James. Yeah. Oh, I can't think of his name. The real famous clip of him got punched by, I think it was Kimbo, and he exploded his ear. Do you remember yeah. Kimbo Slice? Yeah. Yeah, it's like James, I can't think of his last name, but um, yeah, he got hit and his ear, like, you know, they have that thing on their ear from all the wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. And it just exploded. Oh, it's gross. Yeah. And then uh, I missed Overeem being there. He turned up the day I wasn't training, but then there's, um, uh, um, New York badass. What's his name? Phil Baroni. Phil Baroni, mate. I've got his big, poster it well i got it from his fight when he fought at uf one fc one of his last ever fights so i got grant got it to me he's big you know the the banner they hang over the cage yeah. i've got that and i've got the photo of him next to it in the cage when he fought so i've got it i've got that off him and i had lunch with him one day because we were in the same so i feel it comes come sit. so we would say he's a really quiet guy actually like he's really you know like you expect him to just be all like yeah i'll talk to anyone ufc really legend eh? Like, oh mate, he's got proper. how's that punch? We did that like the machine gun punching, wasn't he? And he hit that guy about <laughs> ten times. Like, just look, anyone's looking, type up YouTube, um, Phil Baroni, and uh, like knockouts, and he's just like goes, yeah, bang the boat, boom, out, wasn't he? Just was an absolute machine, um, and uh, yeah, it was really good to sit and have um, have lunch uh, with him that day, and then uh, I was training in the gym. With uh, Roger Werter, there we go. Fucking Roger Werter one one day as well. We just do one afternoon. Do I think I think all them guys like live there still yeah. to this day. They all yeah. sort of worked for that Tiger Muay Thai and just made like huge careers out of it. Yeah, take the odd big fight every now and again, get a heap yeah. of money. I think the pandemic sorted a heap of that stuff out though, because a lot of them would have had to have leave. They would have had to have gone home to America or wherever, but. It's yeah, all back, it's all back going again now, full swing. But it's um, it was really hard. They make it really hard to get a visa to stay there. You have to. What people do is you get they give you a visa for six months, and so then what you have to do is you have to like just fly to Kuala Lumpur. You get your visa stamped again, and you come back. Unless you get a student visa, you can somehow get a student visa because you're studying, um, and you can stay for like um, Liam went out there, didn't he, for a while? He went yeah, out for, a couple for of months. Quite a few months. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I said James, didn't I? Yeah, he yeah. fought Overeem. That's right. Yeah, 
Alistair Overeem. Yeah, he's um, I had a I had a um had a good chat with him and that he's a bit of a legend, didn't he? He's not really he said he was living there. Uh nah, sorry, start again. James McSweeney. Oh yeah, James yeah, James. yeah. Sorry, wrong name. McSweeney. Yeah, but I think he fought over him as well. Um he was he was living there. He said he actually um I don't know where he was staying. But he said he preferred it over there than being back home. So yeah. I said, Oh, I'm in Australia, that's even better than making good home. money and it's it's cheap and nice he was a, climate he's to live in. Huge McSweeney's on Instagram. I should do Anybody listening, this this happened like sort of when I was at the end of my time fighting, so I never went and did it. But if I, a couple of years earlier, if it was going ahead, I would have definitely done it. Search on YouTube, Tiger Muay Thai team tryouts. And what they did was every year yeah. they did, they invited, I, I think you had to qualify to get in, but you, if you qualified, like they selected, say like 20 Thai boxers and 20 MMA fighters, and they put you through a week of hell. And then they selected like yeah. five of like the Ben the, went through that, didn't he? Ben Newen. Yeah, they selected the best five, I think, from each thing. Or not not even necessarily the best five, but the five that showed the best heart and stuff like that. But man, check it out on YouTube. It's just the training is they just break him every day <laughs> until yeah. and just try and make him give up so they go home. Like it's crazy. But well, yeah, so they they um yeah that if so if you won if you're one of the five you get free accommodation free training and professional fight contracts and stuff like that so it's Mate, yeah, the, really um, really good my biggest claim to fame though is fraser the omen op see him there look him up on instagram i think it comes up as uh, omen 13 so one one year i mean i think that wasn't the last year i went yeah uh, yeah it was the last time i went 2014 so I'm like doing, I'm sparring in, in uh, Tiger. And this big guy walks in, he's got his top off and he's covered in tattoos and he's big, mate. He's like six foot four and he's a monster, six foot three. He's a monster of a guy, like heavyweight. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, look at this guy. He's standing watching. And anyway, the next day he turned up for training and I'm like, oh, look at him. And anyway, I'm, I got chatting to him. I got really, he was there like for a, like literally 10, 10 days to nearly a week that I was there. I became really good mates with him and his um, his partner, and we were staying in the same complex. So like we'd go out for lunch, go out for dinner, and then like we'd train. And I'd do pad. I'd sometimes do a pad session for him. And he gave me one of his. Oh, it was too big for me, but I managed to try and shrink it. But he gave me one of his. He used to fight in like one FC or whatever it was. It was like Fraser the Omen Opie. And I got his T-shirt, and I was like so proud that I had this guy's T-shirt. But um, when we used to spy him, I always said, "Mate, you've got to take it easy. <laughs> you'll, yeah. you'll take my head off." So I just was run around the ring and just drive take the board. power out. Shit. But, yeah, but he was just—you wouldn't want to. He was a cage fighter. You would not want a cage fight against him. He was just—you know—he one of those people. He flicked the switch, you'd run. He'd just definitely start running. Because he was an animal. He's a really nice guy. He's not fighting anymore. I don't know if he trains, but he's back. It was from Milton Keynes in England. So, You've just jogged uh, my memory there. Sorry. Um, the Cut Ultra was oh, on. Oh, that was on Saturday. On Saturday. Michael that, Holmes the from, the, from the Striders made the second last lap. Oh, I think okay. Just was, I, I'm not sure exactly how it works, but I think they dropped the last couple of people off each lap. Yeah. And he just couldn't, couldn't get into that sort of top. Four. Was it the last three they let go to sprint it out? I think there was five in the final lap. Oh, um, was it? Yeah. And Bones was one of them. You know, Trent Harding, another ex-Tie boxer who's now an ultra runner. Oh, was he? 
and does yeah, the yeah, yeah. he just went to uh Hawaii and did the Ironman. He made the final lap. I think he was fourth. I've sent so. him some photos on Insta, but I don't know if he ever gotten. I got some good photos of him running at the um down at the uh Oh Gold yeah, he did. Madison. I sent him to him. Yeah, he said thanks heaps. I did a yeah, yeah. They were, yeah. They were like I, really I, good photos. I, did I send it to you and then send it to him? I don't know. Yeah, if I, actually, um... I think you sent them to him, but then I flicked them on because you pro- he probably doesn't follow you or you don't follow him. It doesn't show up. You got to search those messages. But oh yeah, because yeah. it's like a request. Yeah, you don't see request. him if you're not looking. But um, but yeah, he was in the last um the last lap. I'm not 100 percent sure who won it, but. I was um I was checking Michael Holmes' splits on it on Strava and he was flying. So if he didn't make that last lap, that last um group of lads would have been hooking run fifty odd K by the end of the day. Really? What yeah. what break do they get between Mate, laps? It, it, the way it works, uh it's really to explain it, but you do a lap and then you literally got it's like because it's only like a K and a half, you do a lap and then they cut. I think the slowest people. Yeah. And there's someone running around the bike. I think you just, you do three laps or so many, you run for 20 minutes then stop and you get a break and you run again for so long. And and I think that's, if I remember, I can't remember because I was going to do it like last year or whenever. I I looked at the rules now, I've forgotten them, but, um, well, I'm, Oh, I've forgotten what else I was. um, Interesting races doing stuff like that is, kind of what the sport needs i reckon just because it makes it interesting and it's not yeah. so um it's not such a long day that that people just get sick of it and go home like when if you watch the uh, the videos on facebook of that the cut ultra there's loads of people there cheering people on like it was it had mm. it was pretty busy you know right to the finish. end yeah like a backyard ultra you just don't know it's gonna finish people are like oh god some might be a bit like oh can i be but you know like it's gonna be finished by sometime in the afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I think you, if you make it to the end, you do run an ultra, you run like 50 K. But um, oh, that's what I was going to say. I have written to Killian Jornay and I've written to Steve Graham to request if they wanted to come on the podcast. So we're still <laughs> waiting to, you, you would see, you'll see if there's a response. On, Mate, uh, can you imagine their yeah. inbox though? They wouldn't see it. You need to be verified apparently. Like if you can get your Instagram verified, your, How do we get verified? Oh, I don't know. You need to like loads and loads of followers on the internet and there's a whole process you've got to go through. But if you're verified, you can yeah. send anyone a message and it will come into their inbox so they'll see it. Yeah, but if not, so you're just mean. like sending a message. They're never going to see it. It's in, it goes yeah. into the request thing and it's that thousands of, um, of messages. Yeah. But yeah, oh. what, what's coming up for the week? Any, no, nothing. Nothing. Oh, mate, I, think, I think I just do a few year. round. I just got I gotta sort of taper a bit, so I might do a bit a bit of gym, a bit or oh, a couple of runs, just easy. Um because they've got the, the race on Sunday. So oh yeah, good. yeah. Twenty twenty two to twenty three K up out glorious. So um that'll be a, a bit good old that'd be the last sort of race of the year, wouldn't it? Um, I still haven't decided whether to take my poles or not because last year I ended up picking up sticks on the side of the path to use. Because that poles, first so. part is just all uphill, eh? Right, and then you st- and I and then I used them again even before we started the downhill bit. So that first four k is uphill, then it's 
flat, but I still could have done. I still remember picking up some stick, but they were definitely because I was putting hands on knees. I reckon the poles would be good for the first four or five k. Um, they're not going to need them again after that, but they definitely would help clambering up there. It was it was hard. So at least you get it out of the way though, and then you can just get on with it. Yeah, yeah, nice and relaxing after that first bit. Oh, mate, we might as well finish it. Not too much of a long show this week. No one joined in, unfortunately, but we'll all be back next week. We'll um, be recapping the Mount Glorious Trail and any other local events. So We look forward to your YouTube video coming up. Oh, yeah, that will be um, yesterday. As soon as I can get that uploaded, I'll get stuck in the footage of that. It's unreal. Yeah, good, good, good drone, good, good drone footage, good there. drone footage of the dam, and it's just real nice area. Yeah, cool, cool. All right, mate. All right, we'll catch you. Good week. Speak to you yeah. soon. We head back. Okay, enjoy.
close your eyes Leave all your troubles behind Yes, it's fine Come kick it with me in my imagination In my imagination Close your eyes Leave all your troubles behind Yes, it's fine I'm contemplating, hesitating on exploitation. My mind, 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 mind. 